You're listening to a Glasgow Women's Library podcast. What you're about to hear are extracts from our What Women Talk About When They Talk About Sex discussion workshops, part of the Sex in the Women's Library programme 2015. For more information on the library, our Sex in the Women's Library programme, or any of our other work, please visit our website at womenslibrary.org.uk. Hi everyone, thank you so much for coming. It's brilliant to have you here. Tonight is our sexology discussion groups um, and it's within the wider sexology season which is all supported by the Welcome Collection and it's linking in with work happening in London and Manchester. Here in this discussion group we are working within the model of consciousness raising groups which was a radical feminist model of working together and meeting together that was developed in the second wave of feminism. So the idea is that women come together in groups that are safe spaces for women to talk about the things that they want to talk about and share their truths and explore their feelings about things. So we are thinking about that, we're using that model in terms of sex and sexuality for women in Scotland in 2015. In terms of our ground rules that we've agreed together, these are really important so that the group um, holds together and is safe for everybody. The most important one is confidentiality. So when we leave here, it's important that we don't take anything that we've said here with us and we don't attribute it to anyone. We can use a name that we'd like, so you can all pick a name that's not your own one. You can use your own name if you want, that's absolutely fine. They can be therapeutic, but it's not therapy. And unless someone specifically asks for advice, we're gonna try not to give advice. Try and use the I voice saying like I feel this for example rather than you feel because I is important and what you have to say is important and the personal is political. And finally we'll just try not to interrupt people while they're speaking. We'll try and hold each other to that and I'm sure it'll be amazing. So thank you all so much for coming and we'll get started. We've done two separate sort of approaches to having the discussions each time. Uh, One of them, we had speech bubbles in the middle with different questions, and these were the ones that we didn't talk about. And these ones are really fascinating to me because they are from the National Sex Survey. So these are some actual facts about who is having what sex and when. Um, And I think we didn't talk about them because they're so huge and intimidating. But um, what we did was just pick a speech bubble and then we'll read it out and then it's got a question on it so we can discuss that. And the other thing that we did was um, a feminist technique of just saying a body part and then um, it's just a word and then we talk about how that makes us feel in terms of sex and sexuality. So is that right? For yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Super. Well, who wants to kick us off at the bubble? Oh, go for it. Okay, and only because this is the only one I read. The percentage of women who reported having a same-sex experience went from 4% in 1990 to 16% in 2010. For men, the percentage stayed almost the same over the same 20-year period. What could explain the difference between men and women? I would just like to quickly add, I know a lot of gay guys whose duty in life is to seduce straight guys, so I don't believe that this <laughs> are accurate. I believe that the straight men have not admitted, honestly, through shame or, you know, whatever it may be, but which is, it is kind of sad that actually, if you're curious, go for it. Do you know what I mean? So I'm not believing the statistics. (laughs) I I agree with you on this because I also know gay men who have told me these things. Mm -hmm. 
Um, and also uh, the percentage of women uh, being appearing more, it might be more, um, but that is because a lot of men put pressure on women to have sex with other women in order to watch them. And that happens to a very large extent. And a lot of women just do it for that reason and they would have never done it. Like they don't feel like doing it. It doesn't do anything for them, but somehow it just works in this context. And uh, I think in this period of time right now, which this kind of thing is really um, fashionable. Um, that might be true that the percentage is higher because of this reason. Yeah, interesting. <laughs> it, it, it talks about the actual percentage of women both times, doesn't it? But it doesn't actually say the percentage of men, no, does no, it? Only that it just stays the, the same. So it could be higher. That's actually yeah. the point. <laughs> I also noticed that it says yeah, it's like 90% already. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it says same-sex experience, doesn't it? So that could yes. just be a snog, yeah. or it could be everything. Yeah. And yeah, and I do think you're right. Like very fashionable. Um, like, <laughs> I kissed a girl, and I liked it. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, uh-huh. I did. Made a bit of Katie Kate. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Sure. But I do also wonder whether women are more, in general terms, more accepting of their of bisexuality, or 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 less scared to admit their own sexual preferences or or, or even or, or not necessarily a preference but their own um curiosity i think i think it's more acceptable for a woman to say yeah i'm probably straight but quite fancy having sex with women than it is for a, for a man to say that mm-hmm. and i think that you know that probably accounts for some of that i think and also that it is more socially acceptable when we say fashionable it's also therefore more socially acceptable so you know it, it could easily those differences in figures could easily just be reporting of women or women feeling comfortable to report in 2010 as opposed to 20 years previously as well, I think. Well, wasn't it Freud that said he couldn't imagine, like, it's impossible, women would never be attracted yeah. to other women. So, you know, that's certainly not the case, you know, in homosexuality when he was discussing about male homosexuality. So it's interesting, isn't it? Well, throughout history, women's, uh, well, the concept of lesbianism was just not there, um, especially if you look at... Um, like how the church has reacted to homosexuality throughout history. The co- you know, women being attracted to other women was not allowed as a concept because it didn't rely on men for sexual pleasure. Yeah. So there's just no existence. Like the whole Victorian panic yeah, about exactly. masturbation. Uh-huh. It was only boys in their heads. <laughs> you know, <laughs> girls weren't supposed to masturbate well, or um, girls just didn't. Um, <laughs> still don't. Yes. <laughs> not ever. <laughs> Homosexuality in UK law was only men uh-huh. because Queen Victoria didn't believe that it was possible, yes. and therefore, in terms of you know law, Queen Victoria. Mm. Really? I've mm-hmm. almost heard that as well, and I think part of it was that the idea of women having relationships with other women just wasn't taken seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, how, how how can that be? How could it's just it's not possible? You know, um, and I think that's that's a very kind of symbolic of the of the kind of phallic worship. Exactly. You know, women cannot possibly uh-huh. have a sexual uh-huh. Uh-huh. experience that is pleasurable in any way if it doesn't involve a large penis. Uh-huh. <laughs> Do you know when that and that's <laughs> Well you certainly can't have a pleasurable experience if that's the case. <laughs> um but you know, so I, you know, I think that it is a very kind of male-dominated view yeah, of female of sexuality. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's incredibly small. What was the percentage of women reporting in, in the first day? Four percent in nineteen ninety to sixteen percent. Nobody believes that that's true. Obviously, so I'm amazed that it was so small. As well, it's nineteen ninety. Doesn't seem that. Doesn't seem that long ago no, to me. No, no. Um, it's tiny, and it obviously wasn't true. You know, so there's been a there has been a big 
increase in women obviously feeling able to report it mm. but uh, is 16% the real figure are we still on that journey you know and did they only ask straight women mm. I wonder yeah. is yeah. that yeah, yeah. I know they would have who was asking that. was it mm. maybe they had more women asking questions in um, 2010 and it was easier for women to report that mm. well we've thoroughly discussed that <laughs> <laughs> shall we go for another one Over the last 20 years, people have introduced more variety into their sexual repertoire, with increases in both oral and anal sex. Anal sex remains a rarity, although twice as many have tried it than had 20 years ago. Why do we now have a wider sexual repertoire? I think women are probably more open about how sexually unsatisfied they are, so they're like, well, I'm going to include this, and I'm going to include this. (laughs) I think the first step is like admitting that, you know, for, I can't remember, what, I'm not sure what the percentage is, but the percentage of women who can't actually orgasm from vaginal penetration, like, I think people are more open about that now, or like they're more honest about how pleasurable it actually is without extra stimulation. And then there's like the physical stimulation and then the mental stimulation. And I think people are just more likely to play about with fantasies now, because generally speaking, people are more open about their sexuality. Mm-hmm. They would try new things and also because there's new things to try like they're shown they're shown constantly like online or mm-hmm. on tv like different things that they can try and that can like pique someone's interest and stuff but they didn't really have that kind of exposure maybe 20 years ago you know there are lots and lots of downsides to porn but but it does make people more that there is an element of making people more aware of, of what their options are <laughs> if you like um I, and I, I think there is probably as you say something to do with the fact that people are simply more aware mm. i think that variety is more here's here's as a man here's what you can enjoy whereas as a woman i don't think there's really that much out there in, in porn that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah absolutely so it's more things that men want to try as opposed to what women want to try necessarily it's interesting because i'm just wondering if um you know since getting over the 80s whole you know HIV AIDS thing and people realizing oh gosh it's not just a gay thing I'm just wondering as more and more you know as homosexuality in general male specifically is more accepted amongst the mass majority are people actually thinking anal sex is a possibility or you know I just have never thought about it before I'm just thinking not that every gay guy has anal sex I hasten to add but do you know what I mean I'm just wondering is it another a bit like you said you know what I mean They're, like the Yeah, uh-huh. I'm just wondering. I remember about, well, it must have been about 30 years ago, a friend of mine in her mid-twenties at the time told me that her boyfriend had suggested that they have anal sex. I was astonished. I, I mean, obviously I knew that technically that must be possible, but I'd never heard of in a heterosexual couple, I'd never heard of it. And uh, she hadn't either, as it turned out. She hadn't heard of it, but it turned out he had, you know, he'd had that in a, another heterosexual relationship that he'd had. And they uh, just fancied trying it. But I, I, I was just amazed. I never thought it never crossed my mind at that point that anyone might want to do that. There you go. <laughs> but that's, that's, uh, but that's, thir- that's the, thirty. That's thirty. No, I didn't mean that. It's just you know, thirty years ago, obviously things have changed quite a lot it's since too, then. I think it's still taboo. Yeah. To an extent, or it's more taboo. Like people are much more open. Even in the past couple of years, I've noticed among my friends about masturbation being not taboo anymore. Um, like it's become a catchphrase. You're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, Netflix and masturbation. You know? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I still think anal sex is the, is the unspoken one. Do you think it's just the, See, the fear of the game? I would thing? disagree. Mm. Uh-huh. Okay. I think 
I just and maybe it's a thing as you grow up because I remember like it was uh, it was always American guys that suggested it to me and I was going oh my god like no like uh. but like and then when I was 40 funnily enough I was going with a guy who was into tantric sex and he said you know what you would like and I was no anyway I did and it was actually <laughs> pleasant <laughs> so there you go so it was really interesting and but I think that's only just you know becoming more comfortable with myself you know as I grew older and stuff like that mm. so it's cool not like I do it every day but do you know what I mean when the mood took me so partly it's that and I just remember a friend she was going oh my god uh, uh, uh." and I thought yeah but you just wait till you turn 40 (laughs) (laughs) you know I don't know why but just maybe you're more comfortable or confident to play Mm. and open up literally see if you get piles (laughs) 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 might push them away no Seriously. Seriously. Never heard of anyone doing that in real life. Oh really? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Stay. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Huge <laughs> movement. Uh huh. Really? Really? I've never met him. Because tantra is not actually about sex mm. as mm. such. It's much bigger than that. Yeah, there's a couple of tantra groups in that. What's that? I don't know at all. Tantra is. More, and the strange enough, I was thinking, oh, I wonder if we'll come up with our own questions tonight. One of the questions that I in my head was about um, sex as a spiritual experience, as sex as a part of your spiritual life, and, and all those kind of things. And that's what Tantra is about. Tantra is about mm-hmm. that kind of spiritual lineage that, that, is, that, that kind of goes, goes through your uh, and sexual energy and how you be with that in the world and all that kind of thing. It's not actually about shagging for 15 hours. <laughs> it's not really about that. <laughs> Um, but you know, a lot of it is about about sacred touch and being present, and you know, and developing it as a as a, a kind of pathway to the divine and all that sort of thing. So, so mindfulness, yeah, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is, and you know, and that's the goal to make contact with the divinity, not any god essence, yeah. but literally to feel that essence. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I think sex for me is quite a big part not, not a big part of my spiritual practice but it's certainly there as part of my, my spiritual practice and I have to say that probably some of my most blissful and I mean that in a bigger sense experiences mm. have been through sex and I think people are a bit more a bit like all the other things we've said that people may be a bit more open to um, you know I think people are a bit more open to talking about sex in terms of their, their kind of spiritual life as well it's really important um, for me again you know since growing up a little bit um, I'm aware of when I give myself that actually I am giving a part and I think it can be very damaging you know unless you're completely aware it can be damaging just to throw yourself away whereas actually when you connect with someone sexually you know there is a whole different you know part to it and how I would describe spiritually so I do worry a little bit not because it causes necessarily long damage you know emotionally but just like oh yes slagging you know shagging everybody in you know in in the pub when you're the clubs when you're drunk or whatever like so many younger people do now I don't believe it damages you but I do believe when because there's a part of you that you give I do believe that it impacts you somehow so you have to be in integrity I think because you're aware and when you are aware I think it's sacred actually mm. because you can you are so open for that period of time until you go oh god let's close up now and be you know return back down the normality 
I've never thought about it, but actually, I think the very first time I had sex was really spiritual. Mm, lucky you. I know. <laughs> I think that's unusual. Yes. <laughs> I think it's probably something that it's comes amazing. with age and experience. Though, that's amazing. It wasn't a, a shattering sex itself, but um, we were very vulnerable. Mm. And we hadn't ever been, because we waited, oh my God, eight months or something absurd. Um, because, uh, so I've shared this before, like, grew up as a conservative Christian. And so you have all oh, those hang-ups about, like... Yeah. Waiting till marriage and all those uh-huh. things, um, but uh, so but I was you know, I'd met him when I was eighteen. And we waited a long time, and part of that was around contraception anyway, and you know like I can't be pregnant, all those things. But I finally got the arm implant, which was awful. But I'll come back to that. Um, but like I went to the doctor on like the Wednesday or something, and he came over on the Friday, and I just yeah, like it was just that thing of are you ready? Like are we both wanting to do this? And it was both like both of our first times, and then we were just. Yeah, I think because we were just sitting there naked and looking at each other and it was just so, so vulnerable, but both really equally vulnerable. And I think what you said about giving yourself. And yeah, so I mean, I couldn't tell you anything about the actual sex. Like, I don't even remember. But that bit, the start was was very profound, actually. It's so lovely to be, because it's being so honest to Mm. be that open and expressing your vulnerability, isn't it? Yeah, it was totally like, you know, holding hands, jumping off a cliff. Like, Mm -hmm. it was really... Mm -hmm. mm -hmm. And especially if he shared your background you know because yeah. you yes. know how to boom and shocking it is mm. yeah I, I have some kind of um, um allergy to the word spiritual mm. um about everything that i had to accept that the only thing that is spiritual for me is sex mm. uh, which is <laughs> I, I just had to accept in the end um and in a way i i actually don't like it if it's not that that you know it has come to that extreme um sort of place and um it doesn't have to be with the same person or anything you know, it's not this kind of thing but it's like the quality of the of the experience has to be that otherwise it's not doing anything for me and then it's really difficult then because you can't have look. So yeah. it just creates other problems, but um, that's how it is. Yeah, I understand that. It's a bit like having... It's kind of pointless. Not not pointless, I don't mean that. You know, I think I think there is a, a place for a quick fuck, but it's not the same. It's, it's a completely different thing. It's a, bit, it's a bit chalk and cheese for me. Yes, they're all sex, but actually, in terms of the experiential quality of it, they're completely different things. I get bored with the, the thing, which is not... Really, I mean, it's not... It's just boring. It's like... I'm yeah, too tired. Yeah, I'm like I'm not interested in this. It's yeah, so boring. I think if you're if you're fortunate <laughs> and and reasonably experienced and confident yourself, you can have an orgasm doing pretty much yeah. most things. That, and if that's not, <laughs> but do you know what I mean? And it's not. Yeah. It's not. That's not. I mean, that, that may not be the case for for many women, but certainly for me. You know, I've said this before. I mean, I can have an orgasm while I'm thinking about what I'm going to make for my tea, and kind of go, like, "Can we just go on with this and get it?" Do you know what I mean? So, but that's a completely different experience. That is a that is a that is a physical like muscular yeah, release yeah, exactly. issue, which is not the same which is not the same thing at all. Yes, there's a place for that, but I'm a, I think I'm maybe a bit like you. I think a bit like I'd rather have one glass of really nice wine than a whole bottle of fake that wine. Yeah. It's the same kind of thing. I think you get to that point in life, you think actually I've got too many other things I could be doing if this isn't good enough. <laughs> If this isn't isn't really floating my boat, then actually, quite frankly, I'd rather be cleaning the toilet or whatever else it is I might be doing. But it's true. I haven't got got the time. I can't be bothered. For me, like, all these emails, okay? You know, it's like, which haunt me. So I better do some of them. (laughs) Then then I can sleep without thinking about them, not having done them. (laughs) Unless there's something really special, which will, yeah. (laughs) And I find, like, when you need that, just the kind of, like, the mechanical release 
solo sex is excellent for that because it's so uncomplicated <laughs> you know and uh, that's helpful because I, if I can't sleep then that's quite helpful because then be like right now um, <laughs> yes, no, no, I, I agree. But it's so much yeah. easier because yeah. then you know, I mean, you know, you'll come apart from anything yeah. else. Yeah, and, <laughs> you don't have to tell anyone what to do. Just like, exactly. Just yeah. Get on with it. <laughs> And really I think it's amazing that you can have that conversation because that is not a conversation that even that many years ago you could have. Actually, mm. do you know what? Actually, I'm just going to have. I'm just going to have a wank. That's you know, it's just <laughs> not the kind of conversation you can have. Whereas that's the kind of conversation that I, I wouldn't say routinely have with my friends, but you know, <laughs> that's not an uncommon yeah. conversation for people. Actually, for certainly within my circle of friends, not all of them, mm. to actually be fairly open about the, all the aspects of your sex life. I would say that's perfectly routine for my circle of friends. <laughs> <laughs> You're younger than me, those that, are. That's true, that's true. <laughs> but there have been times when I, like, my, if my boyfriend, I'm staying over with my boyfriend, um, and I'm just like, oh, man, just need the release, but I cannot be bothered. Like, I cannot be bothered having sex. I'll just send him to make a cup of tea. Because <laughs> like, he doesn't understand, right? This is like. Make a cup of tea? Yeah. But I, <laughs> no, but this is the thing, like, no, he, he historically always takes an era to make a cup of tea because he felt like, even if you only make two cups, he fills the kettle all the way up and then it takes about five minutes to boil. And I'm like, I'll take about five minutes to boil, so. <laughs> <laughs> it kind of matches out, and at the end, I have, at the end, I have a cup of tea, usually a biscuit. <laughs> a fag. <laughs> I have to say that my my husband struggles with with the kind of masturbation thing because he feels very re- replaced. Now that may again maybe you know I'm older than you. He's older than me. Um, you know, I think I think there is an, an element. I think men, some, I, I don't get me wrong, I, I, and a lot of that has passed as we've, as we've got older, but um, I think a lot of men do feel quite threatened by women being in control of their own sexuality. Um, but they wank too, of course. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if your boyfriend doesn't notice your self-satisfied grin when you come back. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not sure. I'm not sure that he knows that I'm I mean, is this cold? I am. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. um, no, like, usually... I mean, I have sent him out because I like I've sent him out because I would just want peace and quiet for like five minutes, and he's just like, mm-hmm. but it's, it's it's really hard to be subtle with him because like I have this massive bag at the bottom of my bed. It's got like pajamas, it's got books, it's got about ten vibrators, and it's just <laughs> on my bed because it's all the things I need at night, and um, there's usually some biscuits in there as well. <laughs> In separate bags. Oh, I, so, in your house. <laughs> I know, but he's like so when he stays at mine, like he's like six foot three or something, so his feet touch the bottom and he's just like, Can you move the dildo back? <laughs> he's like, Can you put it on the floor? And I'm like <sighs> and then if he picks it up and drops it and I'm like, Could you be careful? <laughs> yeah, there's like there's like hundreds of pounds in there worth of some quality goods. Um but yeah, no, I think he's he's fairly accepting of it. <laughs> Have you ever played that game, Never Have I Ever? The first time I played that, um, we're going around a large party and um, the question was, never have I ever been with a woman? Is that you put the coin in if you haven't, is that right? Oh, we just took a drink if you have. Oh, right, okay. We were working with old Victorian coins because, you know, that's who they are. And um, so I put in my Victorian coin and I swear to God, about six people went, you haven't been with a woman! Like, as if I was, like, expecting me to be swinging from the chandelier <laughs> with Madame along the road or something. After so, and I thought, oh, God, I've really disappointed people. So I just said, no, I like cock. <laughs> <laughs> and that shut them up. <laughs> they weren't disappointed, though. <laughs> 
funny because when I read this, it says when it said anal sex remains a rarity. We've played that game, and so you know, if I, you know, I have never, you know, obtained my brown wings, which is the kind of oh, phrase. really? Well, but actually, but actually, most people had. So that's why I'm quite surprised that it, this this says is a rarity. I would have thought. I don't think it's as rare as people no. make out. I think it will become more rare if people keep referring to it as getting your brown wings. So these tiny little speech bubbles have a body part on the other side. Um, we can turn them over whenever we want. <laughs> okay, so the word is thighs. I would quite honestly sometimes give birth again and have that feeling when you get like really sweaty legs. You know, <laughs> when you actually there's a quote. There was one time and I was feeling really good about myself. I was going out and I really I don't like wearing stockings, but I like wearing really comfy tights. And I also had and I, and I do like fishnet tights. I just because I think they cover a multitude of sins. You know, they, they give you a slightly different silhouette. You know, because it's kind of it's almost like that kind of paint they used to put on tanks in the war. You know. <laughs> <laughs> that it kind of doesn't make you let us battle dress again. <laughs> but you know what I mean? I, 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 I always think your legs look better in fishnets than they do in just big, chunky, mm. really tights, you know. Um, and But then I went out and I had a great time, and then you forget, and you're in her thighs, it's like um, minced meat. <laughs> You know, and it's just, and you, you're like, I'll never wear this again, I'll never do it. And then the next time you're like, yeah, well. And again, and then you're sitting there, well, should I be wearing a pair of cycling shorts over them or something <laughs> under them? And, and then you don't want a, you don't want a pair of fishnet tights with a huge gusset. Oh. It's just a word, like gusset. It is. Gusset. Do you know what a pink wafer biscuit is? No. It's, a, it's like, oh, yeah, well, a bit of biscuit. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Well, the first and last time. Well, no, it's just, there's got that, yeah. The first, the first and last time. Yeah, I'm an expert in that one. The first and last time I ever wore fishnet tights, I stupidly, I can't even, I don't even remember why I chose not to wear underwear with them. But oh. I basically ended up resembling a pink wafer biscuit, and it was like the most, it was the most excruciating experience of my life. And I've never looked at the biscuit the same way, and I would never be caught dead in, in, in those tights. So when you were saying that you really like uh, fishnets, I was just like, oh god, the memories. It's like repressed. I'd completely forgotten about it, but yeah, the ones with the Pink Panther logo on. I was going to say, yeah, that. it's always Pink. Is it's just the Pink Panther is now associated with sort of kind of like crotch sweat. Wafer-based biscuits. I just wear off them principle. I like thumb stocking, um, and it doesn't. I've never occurred to me that it's about covering your legs. Mm. I think that's probably why I like them, mm. um, especially with you know darker ones, and it makes it makes mm. my legs look slimmer. But then you do have this big white morass at the top. <laughs> And um, yeah, but I like stockings if they can stay up or you can suspend them or whatever, but they don't cut in. I do remember trying to, it takes so long to put them on. And you're like, this is not sexy to kind of, you know, you're in the mood and you're like, hold on, step outside (laughs) while I transform myself and you're going to shave myself. You know, I think that is such a thing that we do to ourselves as women. We've constructed this whole thing Mm. and you can't have sex until you are hairless and clean and, you know, have the right uniform on. There's this whole process of like shaving yourself down and then putting stuff over yourself to cover yourself yeah. more so you lay yourself bare unnaturally and then put more clothes on it's just I don't understand the point of that because it's like plucking a chicken and putting a cardigan on it <laughs> 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 it's just like, there's no there's no point and it's I, I hadn't even <laughs> I hadn't even thought <laughs> I hadn't even thought of like the whole, it's supposed to be tactile, you're supposed to like, your thighs are part of your experience, not someone else's. Yeah.